Hi, I'm George Norrie, and welcome to the new iHeartMedia and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Like us on Facebook, tell your friends, and share us with everyone. This is an exciting new network that will feature podcasts of the paranormal, supernatural, and the unexplained. Now sit back, please, and enjoy Strange Things with Joshua P. Warren. by the Wizard of Weird. This is Strange Things with Joshua P. Warren. I am Joshua P. Warren, and each week on this show, I'll be bringing you brand new mind-blowing content, news, exercises, and weird experiments you can do at home, and a lot more. Hey, Do you think that world rulers may actually be reptilians? And do you know about the paratemporal loop hypothesis? If you don't, well, guess what? I'm going to tell you all about it in this show. I think it's one of those that you're going to want (laughs) to send to all your friends and family. Let's dig right in. I want to start with a message that I got from a woman named Beverly, who is a realtor. She said, I have a recurring memory of an incident that happened while my husband and I were attending a social function at our local Elks Club. The gathering was large, and I was conversing with a woman I intuitively felt I knew very well when something very startling happened. It was a momentary flash. I had the distinct impression that the person with whom I was speaking wanted me to see what I did, but didn't want me to remember it when it happened or even who she was. As I gazed at her, as one does when engaged in conversation, the pupils of her eyes vertically compressed from the sides and changed to resemble those of a snake or reptilian. It seemed as though she dropped a shield which cloaked her real appearance and allowed me to see her actual eyes. There is nothing more to the story except that I see the incident often in my sleep, but it doesn't seem like a normal dream. It always seems exactly the same, and when I wake, I can see a fading image of those eyes. And remember that it really did happen. But no other details. It doesn't frighten me, but I'm torn between wanting to know exactly when it happened, to whom I was speaking, and wondering what I would do even if I knew who my female reptilian friend is. You know what? I have heard a lot of stories like this over the years, and you probably have as well. And you can't think about things along those lines without, of course, immediately thinking about people like David Icke, this controversial author who comes right out and says he thinks the world is ruled by shape-shifting reptilians. He means it in a very literal way. And then you have these stories that are just part of the legend of ufology now. You have people like uh, Phil Schneider, 
who claimed he was working near the Dulce, New Mexico military base when a fight broke out underground between the humans at the base and the giant reptilian creatures they were working with. In this firefight, he was quite seriously injured. He was shot with some type of a weapon that burned some of his fingers off. And when Phil Schneider came out and started talking about this in the 1990s, going to some degree on the speaking circuit, it didn't last very long until he was found dead in his apartment with a rubber hose wrapped numerous times around his throat. You have to wonder when you hear stories like that, is it possible, is it plausible that you and I, we are all being controlled by some kind of hidden reptilian overlords and we are so egotistical that we just, we can't figure it out, we don't want to believe it. Well, listen, Before I dig into this, I want to make some things very clear. For one thing, on this show, even though I'm going to be talking about who rules the world, I never discuss politics on this show, and I never will. The reason is, listen, you get bombarded with political opinions 24-7 uh, all, all the, you know, pretty much anywhere you turn, all the news, and you're getting it from people who are generally better informed than I am. So, you know, this is a place where you should be able to to come and sort of get away from that. So, I'm not going to talk about politics per se. What I'm really interested in is the powers that control politics, because you know what? Here's what I found: it doesn't matter whether or not you are for a certain party or a certain candidate doesn't matter who you're for or against one thing i found is that everybody out there has this sense that there's something weird going on that all these politicians and all these parties they're not sort of behaving the way that normal people behave and there are conspiracies. Everybody's got a conspiracy about what the other side is doing. And so therefore, it makes you wonder about what is happening in the ranks up there above us, so to speak, where the rich politicians live. Why do we feel so disconnected? And why do we feel like maybe we're being manipulated? I mean, before we jump to the conclusion that we are all being brainwashed by a bunch of reptilians. Let's just get some stuff out of the way right up front. If these are just rich politicians that are making up all these rules we have to follow all the time and putting on this dog and pony show for us, why would we get this kind of eerie, uncanny feeling about, you know, something doesn't seem right here? And it may be because, you know, if voting is a popularity contest. Why are there so many strange and unpleasant people that make it into politics? You know, what do they want? Maybe so many of these people become politicians because they want the elation of total power. They want to be God. And in their mind, God is the controller. And that's why so many politicians want to control you. That's their understanding of what God is. And most of us 
have trouble understanding that mindset because we're not like that. And therein lies the problem. We are not like our representatives. So even if you like someone, it's usually just choosing the lesser of two evils, maybe more voting you know, against someone instead of for someone. So it creates this very weird, eerie feeling within us when we try to understand the people who sort of rule the world and make the decisions that we must live by. We think of people who would be attracted to that. I mean, if you look around in day to day, 90% of the time when you're on the street, every, everybody's getting along just fine. You don't see all this chaos, all these red flags that you're constantly being bombarded with, right? But listen, before I get into the possibility that the explanation for this disconnection between us and our leaders is that they are reptilians, here is what I think is a very a significant problem with our political system. And I know people listen all over the world, so I'm more specifically talking about the United States of America, but I think this applies all over the place. It takes a lot of money to become a prominent politician. And so many people who are able to get that money are able to get it because they are black, mailable people. In other words, they have skeletons in the closet. They have uh, they have secrets. And that's because if you're going to ask for money, well, why would somebody give you money if they're not expecting to get something back out of it? There has to be some kind of collateral for the investment. And so a lot of these people have secrets because, you know, that's how you control them. You say, I'm going to expose you if you don't do what I want you to after I give you all this money. So the often unethical mass media does everything they can to humiliate and embarrass many candidates. So you usually have to be kind of nuts and narcissistic to want to run for office, to be in that position where all your dirty laundry is being publicized to everybody in the world 24-7. So what we end up with as candidates is often people who are crazy enough to want to be put in the spotlight of a governmental system that is driven by threats of embarrassment, blackmail, and extortion. So did I paint a jolly and rosy enough picture for you there? So that alone may be why we feel there's something off, something weird, something conspiratorial about the humans in charge of our governments. Maybe that's it. They're just humans who have a weird way of enjoying life. And if they don't enjoy being in politics, well, they're masochists, I guess. So that makes them weird, too. So, look, I'm not saying there aren't good politicians, but I'm looking for an alternative way of exploring the uncomfortable and sometimes evil feeling we get sort of streaming down from the ranks of political manipulation. On the other hand, what if they are reptilians that are eating us? Well, I'm going to look at that when we come back. And I want you to also think about this. If you love amazing pictures, videos, and breathtaking content, be sure to sign up for my free e-newsletter at joshuapwarren.com. It takes two seconds and you'll instantly receive a free digital good luck charm and instructions on how to cheaply make aura glasses at home 
that might allow you to see the other side. And on my website, take a look at the Curiosity Shop to find rare, amazing things you will not find anywhere else in the world. There is no period after the P in JoshuaPWarren.com. You'll see a lot of amazing stuff there. Uh, And you know what? If you go to JoshuaPWarren.com, Oh, and uh, check out the Gallery of the Strange. I think you'll be quite impressed. This particular show, you know, it could be a controversial show, but I have a feeling that you are going to instead find it an enlightening show that can open your mind to the possibilities. It might give you a spooky, creeped out feeling. On the other hand, let's think about the options here. Is it possible that people are actually feeding off of us, that we are kind of like cattle. Imagine that. I'm Joshua P. Warren. You're listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network, and I will be right back after this. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. People don't always realize just how much their negative thoughts and experiences stick with them and weigh them down. You may find your brain constantly running through a highlight reel of bad moments. That comment your friend made last week that hurt your feelings. That frustrating thing your mom does. Or that silly thing you said in a meeting. Maybe it's time to get it all off your chest. Whether it's a tiny annoyance or something much bigger. Talking about it can give you some relief and lead you to a potential solution. That's where therapy comes in. It's a safe space to share whatever's weighing you down and learn to process it so your internal highlight reel can focus on the good stuff. And BetterHelp offers affordable online therapy on a schedule that works for you. Connect with a licensed therapist by text, phone, or video call. Start the process in minutes and switch therapist anytime. Let it out with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash strange things today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash strange things. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just 
disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Art Bell Vault never disappoints. If you're an insider, classic audio at your fingertips. Go now to coasttocoastam.com for details. Every eight minutes, the American Red Cross brings help and hope to people in need. Thanks to the support of everyday heroes like you, the Red Cross is able to respond to disasters big and small, support military families, help ensure that blood is available when needed, and teach life-saving skills like CPR and first aid. Be a hero. Donate today. Visit redcross.org or call 1-800-RED-CROSS. And now back to iHeartRadio and Strange Things. Welcome back to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I am your host, Joshua P. Warren, the Wizard of Weird, beaming into your wormhole brain from my studio here in Las Vegas, Nevada, Sin City, where every day is golden and every night is silver. Okay. Is shape-shifting real? Well, you know, I recently did a show about the idea of shape-shifting beings like vampires and maybe even wendigos, and I pointed out that shape-shifting is one of those things that just sounds absolutely ridiculous at first, but when you really start thinking about it, you realize that actually we all do shape-shift. We just call it aging. It's a slow process. You certainly do not look the way you looked when you were a baby, and you don't look the way you're going to look in 20 years. So we are shape-shifting. So it's really not a question of whether or not you can shape-shift. It's a matter of, can it be done instantly? And are we talking about the idea that there are beings out there that have the ability to disguise themselves using shape-shifting 
almost like a chameleon might. And when you have people like David Icke saying there are people out there that are really not people, they are just big lizards masquerading as people, and they're literally able to switch back and forth physically, I mean, that is harder for us to accept. I understand that. But what if it's more like seeing the aura in some cases, that you have an ability to sense that the person that you're looking at has a a spirit or an essence that indicates they are a little closer to that inherent sort of reptilian gene that we all sort of have deep inside our evolutionary development. Is it more subtle? Regardless, is there something among these beings that might be considered reptilian that that make us seem like cattle to them? That they're literally eating us, that we are literally a supply of cattle. And people laugh when you say that, but I'm quick to point out, I don't think there's one cow on planet Earth that realizes that people eat cows. So why should we be so arrogant as to think that we would know whether or not a somehow more intelligent, highly evolved, you know, older species of being is using us the same way we use cows. Um, and they are, yeah, they, they don't want to rattle us. They don't want to disturb us. They want us to be as happy as possible and keep providing. Be fruitful. Be plentiful. Keep the food supply coming. The blood is the life, right? Is that a possibility? You know what's really interesting? And, and if you start looking at Everything that we have been taught regarding the most ancient records that we've been given, going all the way back to legends and biblical texts and all of these different, you know, scrolls that we find, there is a significance given to the idea of a reptilian creature. I mean, look at the Bible, for example. I mean, whether or not you you take the Bible... Uh, literally, or, or you, you just see it as a book of lessons. It, you know, it's still interesting to think about the fact that even then, the very first book of Genesis there, describing how everything started, began with the conflict of humans and a talking serpent. You know, I'm talking about this serpent creature that approached Eve in the Garden of Eden. And and the Bible actually says there in Genesis, now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, well, we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, but God did say you must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden and you must not touch it or you will die. You will certainly not die, the serpent said to the woman, for God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. That's kind of chilling, isn't it? 
to think of this interaction where this woman is being manipulated by this serpent. But 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 we know that snakes don't talk, right? You you do realize that. I've never seen a talking snake. And so therefore we say, well, what are we, you know, what's going on here? And so she eats it and then God gets mad and then God curses the serpent and says, because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle and every beast of the field upon thy belly. Thou shalt go and dust shalt thou eat all the rest of the days of thy life. So what we have here is a creature called a serpent, but it wasn't a snake because snakes don't talk and it was not on its belly already. God supposedly put it on its belly. And so we're dealing with a reptilian being that was described as being crafty, more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. Isn't that weird? But let's look in other cultures. You know, I wrote a book called The Secret Wisdom of Kukulkan. And Kukulkan is another one of these beings, literally translated into the feathered serpent, worshipped by the Mayans. You know, I traveled down to Central America years ago, and I studied uh, some ruins there and a lot of their beliefs. And I want to read to you a little passage from my book, The Secret Wisdom of Kukulkan, about this being. Uh, the Maya called their principal god, a visitor from the sky, Kukulkan. The descendant, uh, or excuse me, the descent, he came out, he came down from the sky, all right? The descent of Kukulkan was so long ago, and his wisdom so protected that we cannot know exactly who he was, or precisely how he engaged the people of Earth at that time. He is remembered as a feathered serpent, an inhuman creature, able to fly, who held the powers of destruction and dominance, yet expressed benevolence. Religions and cults devoted to him were widespread and common. Representations of him are preserved and celebrated in architecture across Central and South America. At Chichen Itza, in the modern Mexican state of Yucatan, the El Castillo Pyramid, over 80 feet tall, is devoted to Kukulkan. The long bodies of two stone serpents run down either side of the northern staircase. And on the spring and autumn equinoxes, when the sun is directly above the equator, a shadow forms on the staircase. The shadow looks like the slender, writhing body of a snake. This event is called the descent of the feathered serpent, and it draws a large celebratory crowd each year. So we have these significant figures all throughout history playing this role. And so we ask ourselves, okay, what does that mean? Is this a real phenomenon? Well, think about this. I have heard all these people talk about shape-shifting. Jim Mars had. You know, dinosaurs were incredible. I mean, reptiles are highly efficient. Dinosaurs ruled the world here for 165 million years. And yet scientists didn't even realize they existed until the, the 1800s. You know, right now, there is a tortoise. It's the oldest creature here on land, a tortoise named Jonathan, who lives on the island of St. Helena in the South Atlantic. He was hatched in 1832. He is 188 years old. 
Reptiles are incredible creatures. So do I think it's possible that there may be some kind of reptilian creature that is dominating humankind? Yes, I think it is possible. If that puts the stamp of crazy on me, so be it. But if they are here and they are manipulating mankind, and again, I'm not saying I believe it. I just think it's possible. Maybe they're eating us. Everything has got to have something to eat, right? But what would be the most valuable thing that we can realistically imagine that any race of creatures could possibly want? And I put the word realistically in quotes because we don't know what we don't know. What might they possibly find the most intriguing, valuable thing? Can we wrap our minds around the experiences, the strange experiences that we have, if indeed there is some kind of a superior, more advanced, highly evolved group of reptilian beings manipulating human behavior and creating this eerie sense that we have about the ruler's and the overlords. I'm going to tell you what I think it is when we come back. I am Joshua P. Warren. You're listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network, and I will be right back. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi guys, Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies, personally investigating, prosecuting, and covering literally thousands of cases. It's so easy to think it will never happen to me or my family, but that is simply not true. Every day on Crime Stories with Nancy Grace, we shine a light on unsolved homicides, heat up cold cases, and help find missing people, especially children. We speak with family members, investigators, CSI, reporters, and experts in every field. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. My name is Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com. Over five years ago, George Norrie approached me with a unique concept, a dating site for people searching for someone with interests in UFOs, ghosts, Bigfoot, conspiracy theories, and the paranormal. From that, ParanormalDate.com was born. It's a unique site for unique people, and it's free to join to look around. If you want to upgrade and enjoy more of our great features, use promo code GEORGE for a great discount. So check it out. You got nothing to lose. ParanormalDate.com. We're happy to let you know that our Coast to Coast AM official YouTube channel has now reached 300,000 subscribers. You can listen to the first hour of recent and past shows all for free. So head on over to coasttocoastam.com and hit the YouTube icon at the top of the page. This is free show audio, so don't wait. coasttocoastam.com is where you want to be. This is George Norrie, and you're listening to the new iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Now let's get back to Strange Things with Joshua P. Warren. Welcome back to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. It's the show where the unusual becomes usual. I am your host, Joshua P. Warren. And listen to this real quick. A lady posted this publicly on Facebook today. Her name is Barbara, and she is in Nevada. And she posted this about some stuff that she bought from my website. This is a public thank you to Joshua P. Warren. Thanks to the Miraculous Prayer Board and setting an intention using the wishing machine, I watched the neighbors from the pit of hell pull away, hauling their stuff at 4.17 p.m. on Monday. But that's not all. On October 19th, Joshua's psionic dematerializer kit arrived. The next day, I slipped a thin strip of parchment paper into the kit with the words, no household debt. Yesterday, out of the blue, my husband got a call that a professor was interested in buying our empty condo at the Ogden, and it won't sit empty with us shelling out $1,900 a month for it, and for sale by owner will save us a small fortune 
She says, I can now take the dogs out front. My crippled border collie no longer looks toward the neighbor's house, but seems to enjoy going out. She was terrified of the neighbor's dog. I can go out and not have the neighbors standing there and glaring at me or gesturing. I'm so grateful I can barely see straight. I don't feel sick. I don't feel drained. The stomach craps are gone. God bless Joshua P. Warren and all of you who gave me virtual hugs to get through this. Wow, what a nice, wonderful thing. That Thank you so much, Barbara. That means a heck of a lot to me. And uh, I like to read stuff like that so you can see what other people are experiencing when they use some of these metaphysical manifestation tools, like the ones you can find at joshuapwarren.com in the Curiosity Shop. Now... Let's get back to the subject, the matter at hand here. If we are being ruled by shape-shifting reptilian aliens that are feeding on us, do you know that that would actually be the easiest secret in the world to keep? Because if it were true and you knew that, nobody would believe you. Right. You could tell people exactly that. And and people, they just and by nobody, I'm not talking about people like you who listen to this show like you might believe it. But the average person is not going to believe that. And do you know that Kukulkan, the feathered serpent I was telling you about who came from the sky, they liked Kukulkan. He wasn't, they said he was different, you know, that he was an almost Christ-like figure, that he liked humans. And Kukul Khan told the ancient people there in Central America that he and his kind were able to travel through time and, and to travel through other dimensions. So imagine if we have different kinds of aliens that are coming here from different points in space-time, meaning they can somehow manipulate space-time. And some of them feel positively toward us, and some of them are just eating us. It might not be that different than somebody who has a pet pig and somebody who likes to eat barbecue every night, right? You don't eat barbecue because you just like pigs. It's just something that you do. And yet somebody who owns a pet pig would never conceive of eating barbecue you know, theoretically. So what if we have these different types of aliens and that one common thing that they have is they are able to travel through space time because they can manipulate space time. Some of them, however, just so happen to be shape-shifting reptilians that also eat us. So what I'm saying here is what if we don't just have shape-shifting reptilians that eat us, but we have time-traveling shape-shifting reptilians that like to eat us. Is that the the perfect title of a sci-fi B-movie or what? And, I, I mean, I, this show is called Strange Things, so, I mean, it shouldn't be that surprising to you that I, I'm, I'm going this far. Open your mind to the possibility. In my book, The Secret Wisdom of Kukulkan, I address this kind of thing. By the way, the Secret Wisdom of Kukul Khan is available right now as an instant ebook. You can download it from my website, joshuapwarren.com. 
Uh, that's another thing in the curiosity shop. I talk about something I invented called the paratemporal loop hypothesis. Temporal refers to time. And paratemporal means outside of time or outside of what you and I would normally think of as time, because time is a relative thing. Past, present, and future are all relative to the individual point of view, so the scientists tell us. So if we indeed have a variety of different beings out there in the universe that are all traveling back and forth through time, and they are doing so on their own scale for their own agendas, and we're sort of caught in the middle of it, that would mean that as they bounce back and forth and occasionally interact with our world, maybe it changes our timeline a little bit each time one visits. And yes, I'm talking about something similar to the Mandela effect, which I'll dig into on a whole other show at some point. But that's why that people are often confused by something like the dead celebrities phenomenon, where one day you watch TV and you're like, oh, I just saw a report that the celebrity was dead. And then a week later, nope, that that never happened. The person is, is alive. Or, you know, how like the, the way the Berenstain Bears was spelled. I, look, I'll get into all that stuff. Uh, when I do a Mandela effect show. But what I'm saying is that there are times when people may experience a world that has a certain set of circumstances and facts one day and they get up the next day and it's it's different, at, at least a little bit. And what if that's because that if ever, ever, ever in the future, some species discovers how to travel back in time, we can presume that that species will do it. And that is what we call the paratemporal hypothesis, that it will do it. And when it comes back, it will affect things in some way that will change its timeline that we are within. But if one species is going to figure it out, then obviously other species will figure it out in the future. And so we may have hundreds or thousands or maybe an infinite number of beings from the future that are constantly traveling back to the past and trying to manipulate the past in one way or another in order to um, give their future present a better condition. Can you keep up with me? You know, time travel stuff gets pretty wacky. So you have all these different species that may or may not even know each other that are traveling from the future back into the past, occasionally interacting with Earth, affecting what happens on Earth. And there's nobody, you know, policing this necessarily. Maybe one day you wake up and Bigfoot does exist. And then, you know, an hour later, he doesn't exist. And then two, two, two hours later, he exists again. And that's why some of these cryptids appear and disappear. Or the same thing with UFOs. The one second it's there, the next second it's gone. And if this is the case, if anybody is trying to police this activity, maybe those are the shadowy figures that we sometimes call the men in black. And I've often said this is a strange concept, but maybe the men in black wear black 
because when they became famous in the 1950s and people would talk about, you know, 50s and 60s and people would talk about, uh, well, it's a man in a black suit with a black hat in a black car and all that sort of thing. Well, look, if you had to get up in the morning to go to work and you're one of the men in black and you're going to be traveling through time and at, at eight o'clock in the morning, you're going to be in the year 1900. And then, you know, by lunchtime, you're going to be in 1920. And then, you know, like five o'clock, you're going to be in 1980. You don't want to keep changing clothes all the time. So you're like, what is this? What's the most basic outfit I can wear that's going to be acceptable to some degree within the widest range of time? And for that period of time, it was just yeah, put on a black hat, black suit, you know, black tie. You'll be fine. I bet if you went to other periods of human history, the 1740s or something like that, you could probably figure out what the men in black were like then because you could see like, hmm, what kind of an outfit would have been the most valuable outfit for them to wear during that period of time for convenience. So the paratemporal loop hypothesis is based upon the idea that maybe, maybe there are these battling time traveling beings some like us or have common interests with us some do not and that the ones that do do not uh well, I, I, well let me just say regardless they're traveling here and it's making us feel really weird and disoriented but the ones that are usually in charge right now of our particular government or at least the governments of this world may be infiltrated by the ones that like to feed on us. Again, do I believe this? I'm not saying I believe it. But I am I'm acting like a lawyer here, arguing for that possibility, okay? That this actually could be a possibility. And so, this is one of those things, you know, I could talk for days about it, but I think you get the idea that... Um, like I said, this is one explanation. Maybe it's just a bunch of corrupt weirdos that we look at when we see politicians we don't like. Or maybe, maybe they are reptilians. I can take it. I, it wouldn't surprise me that much either way, to be honest with you. We know there's something weird going on here. When we come back from this break, I'm going to share with you a creepy little tale and more. I am Joshua P. Warren. You're listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And I will be right back. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi guys, Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies, personally investigating, prosecuting, and covering literally thousands of cases. It's so easy to think it will never happen to me or my family, but that is simply not true. Every day on Crime Stories with Nancy Grace, we shine a light on unsolved homicides, heat up cold cases, and help find missing people, especially children. We speak with family members, investigators, CSI, reporters, and experts in every field. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. With age, women and men have issues with fine lines, wrinkles, under-eye bags, crepey skin on the neck, and aging on the hands. Dr. Nathan Newman has developed Luminess for amazing results treating these issues with his stem cell-based formula, APT200. Try Luminess today with our postage-paid starter kit for only $19.99, available exclusively at HealthyLooking.com. Join thousands of satisfied customers using Luminess. Learn more at HealthyLooking.com. 2020 is almost behind us and yet for some of us there's still so much to be thankful for for others not so much help your local charity or food bank with a donation so others can have a great holiday season as well and now back to joshua p warren and strange things
Welcome back to the last segment of this particular edition of Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I am Joshua P. Warren, and I want to read a creepy little tale to you that I received from a lady. And also, I want to play for you again the good fortune tone, and you'll see why. I'll explain in a minute. But first, okay, if you think about this podcast and the idea that there may be some kind of creepy creatures out there, alien in nature, interdimensional in nature, that's probably the same thing, by the way, that are occasionally feeding on us in one way or another. Bear that in mind when I give you this account I got from Judy Sikorsky from Rossford, Ohio. She wrote to me, I was sound asleep with my husband by my side. I felt something pulling on the covers at the foot of the bed. I looked down and saw this thing that looked like a very large fish with a huge head, big bulging eyes, a humpback, and very long, sharp teeth. It grabbed my foot, bit down, and began shaking my foot. I fought very hard to get my foot free, but it wouldn't let go. I was trying to scream and wake up my husband, but I couldn't. It hurt so badly. But no matter what I did, I just couldn't get it off. All of a sudden, it was gone. I was wide awake. My heart was pounding. My foot was throbbing. There were no marks apparent, so I thought I must have imagined it. Months later, I fell asleep on the sofa, and the same thing happened again. It was terrifying. I knew just what to do. I hung a rosary on the head of the bed and stuffed another in the cushion of the couch. It has never happened again. Thank God. And again, that's Judy from Ohio. Thank you for your story, Judy. What do you think about that? What does that creature sound like to you? That's one of the accounts I, I recorded, actually, in my book. It was a dark and creepy night. You know, sometimes we think they might come in the night when we're vulnerable and just absorb our energy, feed off our energy. In other cases, we imagine that these beings might literally abduct us and take us off and ritualistically sacrifice us and drink our blood. But what if sometimes they just show up in the middle of the night and decide to start gnawing on you, at least for an appetizer? I don't know. Uh, all I can tell you is, look, I've never seen a reptilian and I... Uh, I've there's a lot of stuff I I haven't seen, you know. I mean, I've never been to the moon. I'm I am I'm sure the moon exists. And I presume it looks like they say it looks like, but I can't tell you for sure. I haven't been there. I've never been to the bottom of the ocean. You know, it's you can go down that train of thought. I've never seen a reptilian, but I have talked to a lot of people who have told me stories about these kinds of creatures, and there's a lot of commonality in these stories. And if you consider, like I was saying, that 
scientists didn't even realize dinosaurs existed until the 1800s, it makes you wonder just how much is still out there that we have to discover, you know, that, that, that's all around us. All I mean, Dinosaur bones, layers of them have been all around us. And yet it took until the 1800s for scientists to say, huh, there is something to this. I have gotten also some really positive emails. Um, in fact, you know, I played the good fortune tone on a previous podcast, and I got this message from Howard in Little Rock, Arkansas. He says, I listened to the good fortune tone and somehow instantly felt better. The next day, I got an unexpected check in the mail and my wife found her favorite necklace, which she lost over a year ago. I would listen to that tone all day. It's interesting that he said that because I also got this message from a woman named Sarah, and she was listening to the tone that I extracted from a $100 bill that I played on a previous edition of this podcast. She said, I just heard the tone from the $100 bill. Wonderful. Sounds like waves of wealth coming to me. Activated my receiving channel. Would you please create an hour-long version of this? I'd love to absorb the tone for an extended period. Um, you know what? It's funny. So I'm getting people saying, can you make like a long version of this? She even said you should sell it. Maybe that's a business for me. Um, taking some of these tones that people are having a lot of success with and, uh, and you know, turning it into a longer version and, and selling that. Uh, maybe I'll do that, but right now my plate's pretty darn full. So in the meantime, the best I can tell you is, uh, when you hear this tone, you should, if you can close your eyes and sort of just meditate on how it makes you feel, how it, like Sarah said, may activate something, some receiving channel, create some kind of sympathetic resonance response. And if you're somebody who's in the audio world, you know, like you love to play around with audio stuff. Maybe you can easily take the tone and just loop it and uh, and turn it into a longer version that you can listen to for yourself and meditate on it. And so uh, that said, however, I'm going to play this good fortune tone for you. And you know what? I may just do this every week for a while because exercising your brain and your mind and your spirit is no different than exercising the body. I mean, you can go and work out one day and make some progress, but if you never work out again, well, you're not building anything long-term. So if we, if at least for a few weeks, like if I play this tone for you week after week, then maybe it will become that sort of exercise that helps that part of your brain and your mind and your spirit get stronger and stronger and stronger and start feeling better and more confident. So I'm going to play this for you again. It's only 20 seconds. So like I say, take a few deep breaths. If you can close your eyes, if not, that's fine. And just see how this makes you feel. This is the good fortune tone that I extracted from using the golden ratio. Are you ready? Here it is.
All right. So once again, I, I don't want to put too many ideas in your head about, you know, what that may or may not sound like or how it should sound. It is what it is. So you see for yourself how that makes you feel and keep your reports coming into me. Well, I tell you what, I think I have time to squeeze in one more creepy little story for you before I have to wrap up this show. Um, And I thought of this because it's another one of these stories I got about something appearing in the bedroom at the foot of the bed at night. Not exactly a reptilian, though. Listen to this. This was sent to me by, uh, let's see, from a man named Bill Fishbach. And uh, he's a factory worker. He wrote... Everyone has their own ideas and beliefs regarding the existence of ghosts. I personally have had enough personal experiences with them that I believe they exist. When I was young, I awoke one night and saw a very short, curly-headed girl sitting at the edge of my bed. She was so little that her feet didn't touch the floor, and she just kicked her legs back and forth in the air. She had a very pale, porcelain-like complexion, and she was dressed in bright white clothing. All around her, there seemed to be a bright glowing light which encompassed her presence. She was just sitting there, looking around the room, when all of a sudden, she saw that I was awake and looking at her. She appeared startled, and she quickly disappeared. I'm not sure to this day if she was a ghost or perhaps my very own guardian angel, but I am 100% sure that she was really there. Well, I just got to tell you, she may have seemed like an innocent little angelic girl, but if I woke up and some creepy little you know porcelain girl is sitting there uh, at the foot of my bed... The reaction is not going to be positive. All right. I promise you that. And then and that's coming from a guy who has spent time with Robert the Haunted Doll. And as a matter of fact, oh boy, I have a friend who is creating a doll, a haunted doll right now. And she, I mean, can you imagine setting out specifically to make a haunted doll? And I'm not even going to tell you what she's making it out of and how she's going to construct this thing, but it is shocking, shocking. And when, when she's done, I'm going to, I'm going to be one of the first people to see this thing. It's making my skin crawl right now. And I'm going to interview her, uh, on this program about it, but I'm telling you, she's an artist here in Las Vegas and she has decided to push it. I mean, like, she's going to make a doll that I promise you is instantly a haunted doll. You'll see what I mean. I'll keep you updated on that. All right. So you've got something to look forward to, I guess. But that is it for this edition of the show. Follow me on Twitter at Joshua P. Warren. Plus visit Joshua P. to sign up for my free e-newsletter to receive a free instant gift and check out the cool stuff in the curiosity shop all at joshuapwarren.com. I have a fun one lined up for you next time, I promise. So please tell all your friends to subscribe to this show, follow this show. Always remember the golden rule. Thank you for listening. 
Thank you for your interest and support. Thank you for staying curious. And I will talk to you again soon. You've been listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Well, if you like this episode of Strange Things, wait till you hear the next one. Thank you for listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network.